Welcome to Brit David Podcast and the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Follow the Leader, from Joshua chapter 24, verses 1 through 28. Here's Pastor Tim. Number two. Not only do good leaders live out their convictions, good leaders live with their choices. They live with their choices. Now, I meant to read for you a while ago, verse number 14, so let's go back and get it. Jo, jo, uh, Joshua, I'm going to get it right in a minute. Joshua says, now therefore, because of all of this that God had done for them, now therefore, fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. That's conviction. Now look at what he says about our choices. And if it seems evil to you, or if it seems wrong to you, to serve the Lord, then you choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But you've got to choose. There's some things about living with choices. One is, is that choices have to be made. You have to choose. In the day that we live in, you have to choose who you're going to be and what you're going to do and what God you're going to serve. Jesus said to stop trying to walk the fence. You can't serve two gods. You have to choose. You can't serve God and mammon. And I think that would go really with anything. You can't serve God and anything else. You can't serve any other idol, even yourself or even your family. Choose to serve the Lord. And then where my family falls, it falls. Where society falls, it falls. Where my job falls, it falls. But you must choose. There's another truth to that, though. You can choose anything you want. Since the 1970s, our nation has been one of self. One of me. I remember in school, we used to write the word me in those fat little letters, you know, and put, put parentheses around it. Me. We've never grown out of that. We still live with that. It tells me who we serve. But the truth of the matter is, is that you get to choose. If you want to choose you, then you have every right to choose you. If, <laughs> I, heard, I heard somebody say, I used to be a man trapped in a woman's body, and then I was born. <laughs> you, you can choose to live a lifestyle other than the one that God has given to you. You are absolutely 100% free to choose that lifestyle. 
in this nation, you're not going to be prosecuted for that. You can choose just about any course of action that you want. But I need to hurry and get to the third of those truths. You don't get to choose the consequences of your choice. You have to choose. And you can choose anything you want. But you don't get to choose the consequences of those choices. If you make bad decisions, there are going to be bad repercussions. If you make good choices, then you may very well find the blessings of God right on the heels of that. Make good choices. That's what he's saying. He's saying, choose for yourselves whom you will serve. And you can pick. You can pick the gods that your fathers. And he's talking about of all people, Abraham, the way that he grew up. You can serve those pagan gods. You can serve the gods of the Amorites in that land that you conquered. You can, you can go back and, and, and serve those gods in Egypt that God, through those plagues, proved that he's better than them anyway. If that's who you want to choose, then you choose it. But there's an eternal consequence that comes with that. Make your choice and live with it. So how do you decide? How do you make good choices? Let me give you two things. First of all, decide... Using biblical principles. Decide using biblical principles. So what you have in all of this, all the way down through these verses that we've read, is really the final speech of Joshua. Remember, he's gathered all the leaders together, all of their heads, all of their elders, all of the powers that be. He's gathered all of them together, and he's giving them his last hurrah, his final go get them. This is what we need to do as a people. Do you remember how he started, though? Do you remember how this speech started? If you don't, then flip back to verse 2. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, That's how you decide. That's how you make good choices. The Bible says that God has given us through the pages of this book everything that you need for life and for godliness. Everything. There is not one social ill. There is not one technological advance that by principle is not mentioned in the Scriptures. Everything that you need is there. Everything that you need to make good, godly, biblical decisions are found here. So you act on the principles that are there. You know, when you read through your Bible, you're going to always find one of three things. You're either going to find a command, or you're going to find a principle, or you're going to find an example. And those three things can guide you. The command is, you must do this. 
You must do this. When they ask Jesus, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That's not an option for us. That's a command. That's what we have to do. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. We don't get to decide on that one. It's already been decided for us. It's a command. I must do these things. And I must carry them out the way that God has said to carry them out. And then the Bible is filled with principles. Like the book of Proverbs. You want to do yourself a favor? Then read through Proverbs every single month. 31 chapters. Read a chapter a day. You've read it in a month. You learn how to make decisions based on what God's Word says. And then you find examples. You find people like Joshua who hear the commands and obey them who read the principles and learn how to implement them. You make decisions based on good biblical principles. And then secondly, how do you make good decisions? What do you need to to decide with? Decide as a bold pattern. What I mean by that is this. Whatever decision that you make, Whatever choice it is that you make in your life, it's going to have an impact on somebody else. You may not be aware of it at all, but somebody is watching you. Somebody's looking up to you. Somebody wants to follow in your footsteps and follow your example. You become the Joshua for them. You become the Paul. You become the Timothy. You become the Moses that other people look to. So when you live out your convictions and you make those good choices based on God's Word, based on those convictions, other people see it and they begin to follow. We're going to get more to this end of verse number 15 in a moment, but you know this part very well. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. He's making a choice, and it's going to impact his entire family. But let's fast forward again. We left off, I think we read through verse number 20, so let's pick it up in verse 21. And the people said to Joshua, remember what he was saying? They said, we're going to follow the Lord. He said, no, you're not. You're just playing games. You need to be aware of this is, this is what's going on. All right. So the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. So Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve Him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore, he said, All right, put your money where your mouth is. That's what he means. He's talking about living out convictions. He's talking about making good choices. Therefore, if you say that you're going to follow the Lord and serve Him, Put away the foreign gods which are among you and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. I wonder where Joshua got that. I wonder wonder where Joshua learned that from. Could it have been that he learned it from Moses who just one book earlier said, 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And Joshua says you need to learn how to incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and His voice we will obey. Now, where did they get that? <laughs> if Joshua... Learn from Moses to be able to say, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then he tells the people, you need to learn how to love the Lord your God and incline your heart towards Him. Where did they get the idea? Not just of inclining their heart, but where did they get the idea even of the words themselves? We will serve the Lord. They got it from Joshua. They got it from Joshua who said, this is my decision. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's going to have implications on his family. But it becomes a bold pattern for living for every Israelite that's under his example. Joshua serves the Lord. And look at what God does for Joshua. We want to serve the Lord. There are going to be some people who are going to look at you and look at your family and how you do what you do. And they're going to say, that person serves the Lord. Look at what God's done for them. We're going to serve the Lord. And put God to the test, so to speak. All right, I said three things. Number one, live out your convictions. Number two, live with your choices. And number three, lead your children. Lead your children. You need to learn how to be a good leader in your own home. You need to be a leader of your own children. Joshua had to learn that. As for me in my house, we will serve God. The Lord. Look what happens. Let's kind of finish out our story here. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made for them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. Then Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which He spoke to us. It shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, each to his own inheritance. How do you lead your children? How do you lead that next generation, so to speak? In two ways. Number one, you instruct them. Instruct them. Teach them. Guide them. Train them into who they need to be and what they ought to do. I want to, let, me, let me take you back here for just a minute. As I was reading through this, I don't think I had ever seen this before, and it made me mark it down in my Bible. Let's go, back, um, let's go back to verse 
to the end of verse number 5. Let me start there. Moses, uh, God's talking about what he did in Egypt. He says at the end of verse number 5, Afterward, I brought you out. You, who's, who is you? You are all those people he's talking to, right? Now, listen to what he says in the next verse. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. All right, stop there for a minute. If the you are the people that he's talking to, who are their fathers and where are they? Their fathers are their ancestors, their parents, their grandparents. Where are they? Many of them at this point are dead, aren't they? And they're not going to make it through the wilderness. But notice what Joshua says in verse number 7. So they cried out to the Lord. He's talking about the fathers. They cried out to the Lord and He put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them and covered them. And look at this. And your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. And you dwelt in that wilderness for a long time. You saw it. You, might have, you, you were just a child back then. You were just a child 40 years ago. Joshua says, do you remember? We were standing by a river kind of like this one. Moses parted that river. And God saved your family and saved you. You saw the waters divide. You saw the dry ground. You saw those, what was it? Was it one million, two million, four million people? Walk over on dry ground. You saw the Egyptians chasing. You saw those waters come down. And you saw the violence of those waves take those chariots under water. Those people were never seen again. Your eyes saw that. Your eyes saw when we came to this river. And God parted it too. Nobody was chasing you then. But God still gave you dry ground. You saw it. You know what he's saying? He's saying, you have seen God at work. You have. You saw it with your own eyes. Think back in your own life. You've seen God work. So serve Him. Doesn't all of the things that you have seen God do, doesn't that tell you that you should serve Him? That He's worthy of being served? So Joshua, just like Moses did, instructs them, gives them history, shows them how God has been at work around them all of these years. He instructed them, and then secondly, He inspired them. If you're going to lead in your own home, if you're going to lead your children, you don't just instruct them, but you inspire them. You don't just give them the 
ABCs and the one, two, threes and hope that they figure it out. You put it on display. You give them something to shoot for and something to live for. You let them see what a man or a woman of God is like even in the midst of an anti-Christian culture. In Tennessee, several years ago, a pastor died. He left behind a wife and two children. His funeral was standing room only. It was much like the funeral yesterday of one of our local pastors. It went on and on and on as people got up and spoke all of the accolades about, about this pastor. At the close of the service, they allowed the family to process in front of the casket one more time. As they did, the 17-year-old daughter stopped. She placed her hand on her father's chest and with a voice that was loud enough for everybody in the room to hear. Said, my daddy loved my mother. My daddy loved my brother and me. My daddy loved Jesus with all of his heart. And then she just walked away. That's a leader worth following. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. You ever wonder what people are going to say about you at your funeral? If all anybody ever said was what that little girl said, that would be enough for me. But you got to live that way to have that kind of funeral, don't you? Father, give us conviction. Teach us from your word and help us to be a good example for others that they might follow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you want to come to the altar, you can. If you want to come to me, I'll be glad to pray with you about whatever you want to. You ready? Let's stand together. Sean, you lead us. Thanks for joining us here on Britt David Podcast. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BrittDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.